Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have my good friend, real estate agent Cordell Perry. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. I know I mentioned this before the podcast, but I have to mention it again. That's a sick ass top. Gotta love Eminem. Represent. Yes, sir. Why All do you day, love Eminem? Tell me. Yeah, tell me. Tell me about it. Why do you love Eminem so much, man? Um, to be honest, it's uh, respecting. I got to say, um, it's easy to be in the rap game and kind of just, I don't know, not to sound, I'm not racist, by the way, because I'm a half black. So yes, when I yes. say this, I don't mean anything. <laughs> but when you're black, it's a little bit easier. It's like, oh, okay, he's from the hood. He can say whatever he wants and it's catchy and it's blah, blah, blah. Right. Of but course. for like a redneck white boy to come out of nowhere and, you know, take over the industry the way he did is just insane to me. And like his skills are unmatched. Yeah, <laughs> like music no, for, these days, you know, are nothing compared. Oh to yeah, that. nothing compared. Yeah, the storytelling—that's a big thing. I always discuss on the podcast and why I pursued filmmaking is that passion for storytelling. And it's amazing to me that through rap, through hip hop, uh, you know, spitting the rhymes, whatever have you, he's able to tell a full out story, and you know everything about him without watching an autobiography. Yeah, right? I was just so gonna just, say that. I feel like I know the guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel like I know the guy, and like you said, he stands the test of time. Even these, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, tried to rip him down, and all these rappers, and you know, Kamikaze just comes out with that and destroys basically everybody, and says, "Remember, I'm the king." You know, I'll let, I'll I'll decide if you can take me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah that was so insane. yeah, huge respects to that. And uh, like you said, man, the music industry has changed a lot. So, um, but you can always remember Eminem, and you can always kind of like trust trust like what he does, you know, as, as a, as an artist. Um, anyway, so to give us some background, to give everyone some background, um, we're childhood friends. Uh, and that's why I brought up Eminem. Cause I remember you being a big fan, uh, amongst every, a lot of things like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you've been a big yes, supporter sir. of my sketches. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's been quite a journey, man. Uh, and we've been keeping in touch. Thank God for social media. Um, you've been very supportive of my works and, you know, my journey as a filmmaker, because, you know, it's not easy and, you know, just been really given a lot of genuine, uh, support. So I really thank you for that. Of course, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've seen you, uh, grown too, uh, as a person and as a professional, I see you recently, uh, pursued the career of real estate. And, you know, before we get into that, I just want to know, like, what was, what led you to that, uh, that industry? Yeah, so uh, it wasn't the plan. Um, I didn't choose real estate. Real estate chose me. Okay. <laughs> um, out of high school, I actually wanted to be a chef, believe oh, it nice. or not. Yeah. Oh, besides, I remember. Actors, I remember you actually. Story. <laughs> yeah, I just want to interject. I remember you. Yeah. I could be wrong, but you know, grade eight, thirteen years old. I remember you like loving food and like always trying to do stuff. Or am I wrong? No, you're right. I used to put like, like yeah. ketchup in between Oreos and think I was making a dish. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just remember coming over your house and like, usually it's the mom that's like, oh, can I make you a snack? And for some reason you were like throwing in pop. Like, yo, you want a pop tart? You want a fucking pop? <laughs> pop <-tart? You> want... <laughs> it was just so like, uh... yeah, anyway, uh, continue your story. But yeah, that's, that's a uh, childhood memory I have of you. Yeah, man, for sure. So I tried to pursue that. Um, not that I didn't love it. I really do. I still, to this day, I cook every day for myself. You know, um, when people come over, it's the same thing. I'm like, what can I make you? Just tell me. I'll make it. Right, right. Um, so I tried that. The only thing was the hours. It was a little tough. So, you know, I had to reroute a little bit. Uh, so I kind of just stuck with what was hot at the time, which was trades, which they still are. Yeah. Um, so at first I tried plumbing. Uh, then I tried electrical. 
Then I tried HVAC. So I did the big three, as they call them. Right. Um, they were good. I like working hands-on and all that. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's draining on my body, right? Like, yeah, by 20, I think it was 23, let's say, when I was done all that stuff. If I'm hurting already, how am I going to feel when I'm 40? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I decided, you know, maybe try to figure something else out so I could start revisiting, you know, uh, trying to be an actor or doing my comedy sketches that I right, like right, or right. all that stuff. But not to say I couldn't, but it was, I needed to make money. Right. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting into landscaping and interlocking with my stepdad actually. Nice. Um, so that went pretty good. Um, but again, by the end of that, I was sore. And I was like, honestly, I can't, I can't freaking do this anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm 55. Like, this isn't okay. Bro, my grandfather, like, I, they don't make him like they used to, but he's 95 now. He's a bricklayer for 51 years. And you could see the effects on him. But if you're, if you don't have the stomach for it, like, if you don't have the stamina, I would never, you know, I've never worked trades, period, because I know I wouldn't last. So yeah, it's uh, no shame in that for sure. You were just being aware of what you could, exactly. could do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyways, I decided, uh, you know, I've done everything inside a home, building it, you know, walls, right. whatever it is, kitchens, blah, 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 the whole nine. Um, so why not sell a house? <laughs> why yeah, not, right. you know, yeah. know what's going into a home and sell it. So right. what actually happened was I met a guy at a interlock job one day. Um, he was a builder. So mm-hmm. he would take land, buy it because he was his own agent. Right. Um, he would buy it, tear it down and bring it all right back up and sell it for more. Right. So I kind of like got the idea from him. I'm like, Hmm, like maybe not being a builder, but maybe I can, you know, sell some homes. So I took a shot at it. Um, I don't know if you remember, wasn't the best in school. So according to my, my parents would get calls all the time, believe it or not, that I wasn't focused and, you know, I didn't, I did my work half ass, some bullshit like that, but yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, man, when you get older, time will tell, like it speaks to, you know, how, who you are as a person, like we're not all meant for the books and the people we've seen, uh, I don't want to mention any names of the people we've seen, you know, prosper. It's because they enjoyed school that much that, uh, exactly. they, they found themselves there, but I feel like everyone has a different path, but. Yeah, yeah said it perfectly like sometimes it's for them right like if i tried to think about making a film i would fall on my ass like there's no chance <laughs> that's your thing yeah right, <laughs> right? yeah yeah it's well it's my creative and and that's something that you know obviously you remember this but we've always been uh collaborating since day one like you know grade eight we did like these video projects like music videos and that's what comes to mind oh, that was like one of my first film productions you, you don't remember I'm, it um no i said oh brother i'm, I'm oh so yeah yeah you, you remember okay yeah yeah we made a a weird Al Yankovic remake yeah, or whatever. You remember that, right? Oh my, and I'm saying, and, and that's what I'm saying is like, you see, you, you always remember, like I was always a creative person that way. And that's why we collaborate. That's why we went into group projects every time, chance we got, because you knew that I was like that ex- out there, you know? And I remember filming it and uh, at your house and doing different shots and doing the BTS, like the bloopers and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just oh, amazing. It was amazing. A great time, man. So, and, and, but at the time, because of all the judgment and like, like you were probably alluding to about school and getting good grades, I didn't think that you could do anything creatively that way. Right. I just thought you have to follow this linear path and go to school. Um, but I realized, you know, I have that passion, right. So for filmmaking.
Yeah, man. Telling yeah, stories, uh, yeah. We're, we were two peas in a pod because you liked <laughs> yeah. the filming aspect and you know me, I liked acting uh, all sorts of whack and out of whack. And yeah, I remember you being yeah, stuff. Just charismatic, you know, just always like willing to tell a joke or put yourself out there. Right before the podcast, I remember saying you're, you reminded me of like a Jim Carrey, you know, just always, yeah. always going for the laugh, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyways, back to what I was saying, that guy, um, he, he gave me the idea. So I pursued it. Um, not going to mention any names, but I had some, you know, doubters, uh, okay. personal people that knew me. So oh, wow. for me, okay. that drove me to finish it. So even if I wasn't exactly in it for the real estate, I kind of just wanted to prove some people wrong. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like Howard Stern. Who are the fucking names? <laughs> Who the fucking people? <laughs> Was it, know, that right? fucking Jer- was it that fucking Jeremy? <laughs> like, of all people, like, the guy who supports everyone gets no support. Like, that's Yeah, sad. yeah, that, that's surreal to me, man. Like, honestly, poor bastard. But, I, I yeah. hey, hey, that's what life is, man. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, either way, I finished it. I did it. I got it done. Yeah. And now uh, I'm about uh, just about a year in. And, um, you know, nice. slow start like everything else. But we're, yeah, we're building from the ground up just like everything else. Yeah, uh, you have a friend that we mutually follow. It's called Alec. Yep. Are you are you working together? Are you working alongside yeah, him? Yeah. So, real estate as well. Yeah. So he got me into Remax. He also got me onto a team. Nice. I was part of Team Raya at Remax West in Kleinberg. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, it, it was good. That was a good uh, stepping stone, to be honest. Instead of just being yeah, of course. And, you know what I mean? Being all yeah. alone and not knowing anything. Yeah, because um, the paperwork is insane and all that stuff. Figuring it out would be that much harder. Uh, yeah. So shout out Alec, appreciate it. Yeah. Sell with yeah. Alec. <laughs> that's yeah, how sold, I, I know him. Sold with oh, Alec. Sold. Oh, sold. I'm that's sell right. With Cordell. Like He's sold with Alec. Got you. Got you. <laughs> and I'm filmmaker Dan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like Instagram it. Handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So that's great, and uh, that's why I brought him up because I just uh, wanted to confirm with you what happened, and I had an idea where. Uh, you guys are good friends and you, you, you finished your exams there. You had to do some tests or assessments with real estate. And then, yeah, that's what a good friend does, right? He reaches out and, and, and gives you that stepping stone that you need, that leverage, um, and essentially that confidence, right? To, to, you know, pursue, to get into the industry. Um, and now, now you're kind of like using the platform to, to thrive and uh, create something for yourself. I think that's really exactly. cool. Yeah. yeah. So how do you, so how, how do you find it so far? Like walk us through it. Is it just, cause I see these real estate agents. Is it just, you, they show the house and say, do you want to buy it? Or is it more involved? Um, it's definitely more involved. Um, I know there's a stigma of like, I don't know, we don't do anything. Um, but <laughs> I, I feel we almost, <laughs> we almost do too much. Oh, like, okay. you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like you get a phone call one day and okay, here's my money. I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah. Um, especially in today's market, the being a buyer really is tough. Mm. Really is uh, as compared to like if you're listing your home, you have you know people eating out of the palm of your hands. Yeah. Um, but when you go in as a buyer, it's like okay, I'm putting in an offer twenty five thousand over asking. We should be mint. We're good. We're perfect. Yeah. Okay. Right four assholes above you are rich and drop a hundred K over. Right. And you have no yeah. chance. Yeah. So it's hard. And you know, COVID I definitely started during the worst time possible. 
yeah when i talk to is always like i feel so bad for you man like not to bring you down but like <laughs> i remember that through it yeah. like it, it's really tough like it really is yeah um, a big aspect of it is talking to people right and uh yeah. getting them out of their comfort zone and getting them to trust you and start up a conversation and you know it's a big purchase so of course they have yeah. to trust you um but right now with covid it's kind of tough because you're all let's say in a line right where you would regularly be like oh hey nice shoes blah 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 keep talking now people are like backing up and mask on and if i have a yeah, little sneeze they're like oh crap yes covid and there's no personal contact yeah yeah so it makes that part a little more tough yeah right yeah challenging so, for sure man yeah it's it's challenging but what isn't like no one has it exactly easy. no one has it easy right. yeah and uh well the, the the important thing man is that you have a positive mindset about it right like you're just kind of accepting it you're rolling with the punches as they say and you know who's to say i'm not saying it doesn't work out but who's to say you might think of something else along the way um but the important thing i think it's commendable is you're giving it a shot right and you're, you're seeing what it's all about see i was thinking of going to real estate uh for for a while and again, I'm still young. We're still young. You never know. But I, I, I've worked sales like for six years, maybe seven years straight, um, doing all kinds of sales jobs, whether it was retail, whether it was uh, for marketing. And yeah, like you have, what I'm trying to get at is you kind of grow out of uh, certain things, right? Like you've never done sales before real estate, have you? Um, like light sales kind of but not to the extent of you know all the work no, that no. I put in and do it that's that, what i'm saying yeah. yeah like what i'm saying is that, that that's that's what i'm trying to get at is like for myself like just re remembering like how uh invested and engaged you have to be with a client uh to sell them on a product like the product being the house uh and and above and beyond you have to go and that's why when you said the stigma of like you guys don't do anything like i don't believe that for a second i know that it's very uh vigorous and uh, like I said, like you said, uh, challenging and requires a lot of stamina. Uh, talk about trades. This is a different kind of animal, <laughs> sure. right? It's a, it's a more of a mental, mental game, right? Yep. Exactly. Mental stamina. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, uh, I don't want to shit on anyone, but you know, you see it too. Like a lot of the real estate agents, they, they post like all these, you know, nice polished posts and they're glossy and everything is looking good, right? Everyone's in a suit driving a Mercedes, but I believe that it's more uh, intense than what it looks like. And I kind of respect you for that in a way. I don't know if it's done on purpose, but um, you're kind of just very real with your, your posts. It's like, you're not going to just post something <laughs> at random uh, just to get that like, or just to give people that perception you're living the high life. Yeah, for sure, man. That's not me. It's not where it came from. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, again, yeah. back to the trust thing, like everyone's gonna see whoever sees the posts are potential clients. And I don't need them getting a fake um, perception of who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just real from the start, you know who I am. If you don't like me, that's okay. There's 7 billion other people in the world, right? Like, exactly, right? Yeah. And everyone. I like how you said 7 billion because there are international clients. Uh, Canada <laughs> yeah. and that's what yeah. the millennials are, are uh, dealing with. <laughs> we have to compete with everyone today. I get calls sometimes like, hey, you're a real estate agent. I got your number online. I'm looking for a house. I'm like, where are you? They're like, oh, Netherlands. I'm like, what do you mean, Netherlands? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do, do a Zoom call. Just, just uh, walk around with the laptop and show yeah. me the house. <laughs> <laughs> no problem like, it's so it's true insane. man when i went to los angeles uh they said beverly hill something crazy the tour guide he's like 40 percent is uh foreign money russian and chinese that uh, bought it up especially after the recession right so and i believe it because who's gonna buy those homes especially our generation right like 
how much money do we, are we making? And, you know, eventually we'll find our own wealth, but um, like we were discussing before on the podcast, uh, the industry is on fire, but for the, for the buyers, it's kind of uh, more challenging, right? Yeah, it really is. Like it's tough once you're in and you've purchased real estate and then from there in a year or two, you can, you know, do it up and sell it. You're good. Yeah. But it's that getting into it right now is insane. Like I know when I moved to Maple, when we were 10 years old, the yeah. house has cost, uh, what was it? 150, 150K. Yeah. Like I know we made, they also made less, but not that much less. Like That's now really the low. Yeah. same, yeah, the same house would go for 800K. So like, how are we supposed to, you know, it's kind of tough for us. Like, well, was that the bridal path? You know, uh, we were just like driving around, like going downtown, uh, hanging out with the fam uh, last weekend. And we were going around the bridal path, you know, where Drake's new houses and shit. Yeah. And uh, those houses like obviously go for millions. But me and my sister looked at each other and it's like, these houses should be in the millions, not, you know, Mount Charles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or where you were living. Like, I hate this shit on my neighborhood, but at, at the end of the day, man, it's like a two garage house you know, three bedroom, four bedroom, it's not, you know, a million dollars, what a what million dollars could buy you. Uh, but you all you like with anything, uh, or like in business, as I learned, you pay for the land, right? You're paying for that, because Toronto is developing so fast. Uh, you're paying for that area, like anywhere in the GTA, uh, you're going to be paying that uh, premium price. Yeah, man. It, it's like, it doesn't even matter what the house looks like. Um, no perfect example. There was uh, I don't know if you saw the post, but there is uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I know exactly I, what you're talking about. I forget exactly where it was, but it was in Toronto. It was that shack. Yeah. yeah. And, like it was a meme at first. Oh, I bet you'll go for a million. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. It goes for 1.1 1. 1 or say like, what do you mean? Like it's a shack. Yeah. It was literally, it was literally a shack. It was it but, looked uh, like it's a, crazy. a tool you're just shack. paying for the area. Yeah, it looked like an old school tool shed. Tool shed. Yeah. Speaking of Alec, did, didn't like he? You couldn't even sell keep it? a human being in there. Didn't he sell it? No, 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 no. He was just oh. no. He was just posting it like. Oh, he was posting my bad. Yeah, I thought he tracked it down and was like, "I'll show you." He did track it down. <laughs> like he tracked it down and he's like, "I'll show you that this is gonna sell." Like he did one of those. Oh, like, so he just he reviewed. It. Okay, okay, he exposed it. Okay, but pretty much again, just crazy to me. Crazy to me. Yeah, but. but um, you could, I get it. Like what I told you before, like you're getting the land, right. And like the guy who bought stuff and, and, and tore it down and resold it. That's probably what someone's going to do. You got the land, oh, yeah, tear that little shack down, put a house up and there you go. Yeah. And yeah. and like I said, even the, the, I was speaking of the bridal path, like there's so many houses that were just demolished, um, flattened because someone else is uh, coming in to rebuild their own house. Right. So it's people with yeah. that money that they're going to, buy it, tear it down and then uh, rebuild it and then possibly uh, sell it back <laughs> to the market. Right. For yep. double the price. It's insane. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's crazy industry and, uh, it's amazing to me because the pandemic, I really thought, uh, it wouldn't, uh, survive, uh, or it wouldn't be as profitable. Um, but quite the opposite happened. And I was speaking to, a, uh, cause I have a few friends who happen to be in real estate and they were explaining, uh, a lot of the money came from people, going from downtown to the suburbs because they didn't want to be in condos anymore. Um, I don't know what the situation is now, but I know at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, that's what happened. Cause I thought people, it would instill a fear. Like no one would, would move. Um, cause I said to myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move anywhere, especially if I'm comfortable where I am. Like, cause we didn't know how dire the situation would become. Uh, so my question is, I guess, where do you, do you see it continuing like this or do you see it crashing one day? 
Well, it's, I feel like the, it's inevitable. It's always gonna, there's going to be a point where it crashes. Like mm-hmm. if not, I don't mean crash to zero, but yeah. I mean, you know, they inflate, they deflate prices, inflate, deflate right. back and forth. Right. Um, again, COVID's kind of, um, a tricky one because you don't know how it's going to affect it. Cause like you said, you think that it would mess it all up, but for some reason it went insane. Um, it's good that you brought up the condos because that is true. Because also at that time, condos were insane. Like there was so much inventory, and that's because everyone was moving out of there and going to the suburbs. Yeah. Um, but now that they've done that, now it's kind of harder to find a condo almost. Mm. Um, and more, like I said, the area is kind of what people are going for as compared to uh, compared to like you know, I need three garages and and. 5,000 square feet and da, 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 da. Like they don't even care yeah. for that. They just want to be on Lakeshore or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Right? Get a view of the CN Tower. Right by yeah. the beach. I get get a view by the CN Tower so they can <laughs> post it on the gram. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, Pictures. man. It's tough. It's tough. I'm kind of just, you know, it's new to me too. Like, like I said, I've only been in it for a year. So, for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. You know, I'm always, uh, I, I just, yeah. And I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just, when I hear that you're in real estate, I'm always curious, uh, what, you know, like the ins and outs, but at the end of the day, man, like you're still learning as I am right with my industry, uh, by, by no means, you know, you know, my story, or maybe you come to be familiar with it, uh, started 94 productions, like right before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I always tell this story. So I was working a lot of, uh, odd jobs well, and then I was working corporate jobs, uh, cause I graduated in marketing. And then January, 2020, I said, um, you know, I, I, I talked to my family. I said, you know, I'm going to give myself a year and I'm going to see where, where I go with this dream because it's always in my head, no matter what I do, it's always bothering me. It's almost like I'm not scratching that itch, right? I'm not giving myself that time to, to go for it. Um, because I realized, you know, my twenties were I'm running out of time. I was 25 at the time when I said that speech and, you know, we were talking about it. Like we see uh, friends that are already have families and they're moving out and doing all kinds of stuff. And for me, my biggest thing was I want to, no matter what happens in life, I want to look back and say, I, I did it. I, I made, I, I went for the dream, whether it happened or not, I, I, I had the balls to do it. Um, and that was really important to me, but then, you know, the pandemic hit three months later and what, do you, what, what are you going to do? Right. You just have to deal with it um, and just kind of overcome those challenges. Like we all did. Um, so Really cool, man. That uh, you know, I remember you studying for those exams uh, during during the uh, the pandemic. I wanted to ask you, like, when it first hit, were you kind of neutral about it, or were you panicking? Uh, what was your initial feelings on it? Uh, on the pandemic, you mean? Yeah, when the pandemic first hit. Um, well, it was kind of tough. Yeah, I I was doing uh, school at the time. I started the school before the pandemic, but then I think it was. There's five courses. I think it was right smack in the middle. It was like the third course. All of a sudden, pandemic hit. Uh, couldn't take any tests like in person and all this stuff. So I had to do online and learn a whole bunch of new things while I'm trying to learn a whole bunch of new things. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it was a little difficult to adjust to. Um, I wouldn't say I was panicking. Um, just a little uh, worried about mental health and people forgetting how to connect and all that stuff because you know with phones and social media and like I can't tell you how many times I, I roll up to a Tim's or or whatever it is and there's six people at a table and all their heads are down and looking yeah at the it's, phone. Desi- it's a disaster whereas yeah. if you know when we were kids and we were out we we're 
on our bikes first of all riding around yeah. getting exercise you know yeah. playing in the park like shooting the shit like sorry to say but like real kids you know what yeah. i mean no i love you for uh, saying that man i love you for saying that because that's what i mean by you're a real one like you respect that time that time like people even high school man was a joke for me because i used to try to have full-out conversations with people and it'd be like hang on hang on and they're like staring at their phone it's like relax like who cares? Not, like put the phone it's away, okay man. yeah, yeah. And I think I was growing, I think it surrounded myself with people like yourself back in elementary that when I hit high school and cell phones were, came out, I don't know if you had the same experience. It was kind of like a culture shock because I didn't talk to people the same way. That makes sense? No, it does for sure. Like if I feel like, I don't know, as a society, people forget uh, how it is to communicate and forget communicate, connect with another individual because there's only so much connecting you could do, you know, on a phone. Like... Uh, I'll even use us as an example. Like, you know, I support you. We talk through social media, whatever yeah. it is. Like, it's great. But this, this is different. This is real. This is tangible. 100%. Like, yeah. It means something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, if I talked and I was like, yeah, I support you, yada, yada, yada. And then you asked me to come on your podcast. I'm like, buddy, fuck off. Leave me alone. It yeah. doesn't really show anything. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And I, and people don't see that. And that's why that's why um, I'm happy you said that. Because there have been people that I talk to and they're supportive, whatever. And for whatever reason, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. And it's like, do you want to do it or not? Like come on the podcast, you should talk. And not even for the podcast, just really have a face-to-face conversation. Right. Exactly. And um, you know, I know. And the crazy thing for me is like, because uh, from experiences from past relationships or just, you know, uh, meeting girls and stuff like that, there there's even that issue of being on the phone. Like I see it when I go out, like people on dates and stuff like that. And obviously I know that you're in a relationship. Do you ever have those issues or like, do you see it? Do you witness it with other uh, couples and stuff? Um, so yes, I do witness it like every single day. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's girls over guys or the guys are more than the girls. It's, it's both. No, for sure. Yeah. It's equal. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the other day we were at uh, the keg, me and my girlfriend and um, mm. we're talking, you know, watching the Euro go Italy yeah, go um, Italy. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're watching the game and we're talking and whatever. And then there's a couple directly beside us and their heads are buried in their phone. Yeah. I mean, like, how do you connect like that? How do you build a relationship? How do you move forward with your, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's only so much you can do on your phone. Like, yeah. phones are great. Don't get me wrong. It gave us so much channels of, like, you know, new yeah. business and, like, you know, filmmaking. It helps you, like. Exactly. Or, networking, or, yeah exactly or like us keeping in touch without phones obviously it would have been of course tough, right like i'll I send the carrier that. pigeon <laughs> exactly <laughs> i appreciate that part of it yeah but at the same time it's like okay but how about you text that person to meet up and you know have a real conversation or or support their work like post right. on your instagram instead of the friggin picture on cn tower uh, lake shore over there. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and just like, tag the person in very small at the bottom that's uh exactly you know yeah so like, I don't mind, like social media is good, but also it it's promoted too much, um, pretends too much fakes too many, like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like one, like in the picture, they're like, ah, and off the camera, they're crying because they have no friends. Like, you know what I mean? But Stuff it's amazing. Like yeah. And it's amazing to me. I always get in, like, buddies always make fun of me for this. Cause they're like, how the fuck don't you know that it's fake? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like my brain plays, plays tricks on me that the image I see, I guess, cause I'm in film, right. The image I see is real. Like that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and in reality, like, um, you know, just w- running into people, uh, you realize like, wow, they got like a lot of, uh, 
shit on their plate. They have a lot of problems and that picture does not tell the full story. And I'm so happy that you agree with me on that because, uh, you know, the reason why I brought the relationship thing is that it's so important that whoever you're with, right, girl or guy, they, they share those same values because I, I've been in those situations where it's like, you know, person's head down on the phone all the time and it's like, but they still, you know, w- want to share their feelings or they still like care about you. But in reality, it's like, how do you have that connection, friendship or relationship, if you can't even you know, lift your head up and talk to the person directly in the eye? Yeah, for sure, man. And then when it comes to, you know, the first problem that comes up there, both people in the relationship are freaking out because they've never talked more than 30 minutes at a time without looking at the phone and there's no yeah. escape. You know what I mean? They don't know how to deal with their, their issues. Yeah. You also don't, we're on the subject of, I guess, relationships, but just want to throw in there. Like you don't even know if you're good with the person compatible, right? Because you're exactly. relying on all these external forces and a big thing too, is all these superficial events, right? Like a big thing for me is, you know, uh, call me a, a boring guy, homebody, but I enjoy just like one-on-one, you know, chilling, you know what I mean? Not going to these extravagant events because you want to see how the person is like, can you have a whole conversation with them? Can you be entertained uh, with just you two? Right. I feel you, yeah. I feel the reason why I bring it up is because I, I get the, I don't know your relationship. I, I feel like you guys have a similar dynamic. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. We um, honestly, if we're together, we are, we're not really on our phones. That's not yeah. how we are. Um, we're in the moment. We do what we do. Even if we're watching TV and quiet, sitting in a room, like not talking, it's still better than head down, you know, doing what I can't even tell you what I did on my phone last. Cause half the time is bullshit. Like you're just scrolling, right? For no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're just pretty scrolling much. And then you're like, you're looking at monkeys throwing bananas at people. And you're like, what, what am I doing? Like, what the heck's going on? That's a on? Cordell video for sure. That would come for up. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd probably search it straight up. Monkeys with bananas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I laugh because like I said, man, I know you for a long time. So uh, like shit that comes up on my phone, it's a guy, uh, guy or girl, actually, I should say, because there's some pretty badass chicks, but they're like wielding the lightsaber and they're doing all these tricks and like the lights are <laughs> up, you know, you know, you know me, yeah. I'm into that shit, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, my friend sends it to me and they're like, dream girl. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the way they wheel, I'm, I'm like such a nerd that way, man. I fucking, I wish, I always told you this. I wish the lightsaber was real. I'd, I'd buy oh, it yeah. in instant. Oh, yeah. instantly. Like it would be so illegal, but I'd take it a hundred percent be great man um there's even videos i see online like the first real lightsaber and there's a guy with like a, a backpack because he has to start it up and it's like <laughs> so sloppy it comes up <laughs> it comes out of the fucking the holster and it's just like this like magma lava and i'm like that's a, that's not a lightsaber <laughs> that's not a lightsaber man come on but thanks for like, trying yeah i want a sil- i want a st- stainless steel cylinder you hit the igni- ignition and it's blue <laughs> and it yeah. makes the sound and you're like slicing up everything inside yeah um amazing but yeah man it's uh that that's i think that's why we we kept that connection is we were just not afraid of being you know who we are and what we believe in um you know for myself uh back to, i mentioned the artworks briefly because you were being supportive about like the dragon ball z and you know, I think you're a fan of Pokemon as well, right? Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that, right? We all grew up with that same stuff. Yeah. Um, I was hesitant, man. I was hesitant about posting that stuff at first, I'll be honest, because I didn't want to be perceived that way, right? Uh, but then I realized, like, you know, being so authentic to who you are uh, is the best way to inspire people. And that's what I'm all about, right? Um, and I want to get back. The reason why I bring this up is because I want to get back to how you've been so supportive, not only for myself, but I see how you are with other people um on social media because we follow mutual uh friends 
And I want to know, like, why is it important for you or where does this come from that need to be that supportive, that to, to show people that you're grateful for having them in your life or that you recognize what they're doing to achieve their dreams? Yeah, um, I think it stems from, you know, as a child, um, had a rough upbringing. I'm not going to get into it too much. That's not what right. it's about. But, you know, right. long story short, rough upbringing. And I saw a lot of stuff. I saw a lot of people getting mistreated and their life's hard enough as it is at home, you know, going through whatever they're going through. Like the last thing they need is, you know, they go to school or wherever it is for, you know, a place of like uh, safety, you know, where they think at least I'm not at home dealing with whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they have to go deal with, you know, a guy comes up and says, Oh, look at my new Yu-Gi-Oh card. And he's getting made fun of in the corner. Yeah. Right. Cause he, he likes something cause he enjoys something, you know what I mean? And usually yeah. that other person who's bringing them down is just more miserable than that person. Yeah. And 100%. they feel they need to level them out and bring them down to where they are. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Just something in my heart tells me, uh, never mind. Tell it, it feels wrong if I, you know, don't support people I care about. And, um, you know, cause I don't expect them to do it back, but you know, I appreciate it. And I know like you, you've supported me as well. And yeah. Um, it goes a long way. Right. Um, I just think when you're a, not a child, but when you're a teenager and you're in high school and you're with that kind of crowd, um, yeah. everyone's brain gets altered to think of cool. We're cool. This yeah. and this is cool. That and that is cool. Yeah. The second you're out of high school and everyone knows this, who's, you know, 19 and up it's gone. It's yeah. done. There's no, you're not cool at the cool kids table. You're not Mr. Big shot. You're garbage. You're shit. You're just like <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. And you have to figure out who you are. Right. Yeah. And now those people, those nerds or whatever, you know, different people, have yeah. all their shit together and in five years they're dating supermodels and da 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 because they got money yeah, and yeah. Da, 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 successful exactly. and you're on your ass because you wasted your time you know picking on people and and, and doing all that yeah um uh, i i just like seeing people shine you know like life's short uh That's pandemics good. definitely taught that 100 percent um yeah you never know like i watched your uh podcast the other day you know that kid that passed away 19 like that like that's yeah. rough that's, you know, it's not just old people and puts um, it into perspective, man. Yeah. And not even uh, death aside, like just our twenties, you know, took a big hit. Like we can't yeah, go to patio and hang out with our friends. We can't, you know, it's harder for you to pursue your dream. I know your yeah. industry took a hit. Like, it's just, it's tough. Um, so I just think it, it, it's good for me. It feels good to support people. And I believe in, um, you know, karma it doesn't it's not just everyone always thinks karma and it's something bad like no don't do that bad karma but i'm more the opposite i think about good karma right um you know i give a lot to the people i support they give it back to me and you know the world goes around and and it's a better place for it yeah no for sure and and that was well said man because uh yeah. Uh, people, people often, you know, think the other way around, right. It's, uh, like you said, especially with karma, um, don't do that. You're going to get bad karma, but I never hear someone say do that. So you get good karma. Exactly. Um, and also the best kind of karma I should mention, and I'm sure you're exactly like this is when you don't expect anything in return. That's something that I've actually have to, not that I would always been that way, but you know, we're humans, right. And naturally, as we get older, we're thinking, Oh, I should do this. Cause it's going to get me this. Or why isn't it? If I, I did this, how come I didn't get that? 
And, you know, I remember seeing a video a friend showed me and it was like, you know, stop expecting shit in return, like rewards and this and that and girls, guys, whatever. It's like, um, do the work, just put in, put in the work and, um, do it because you love it, not the other way around. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's hit hard for me, man, especially, uh, you know, pursuing my filmmaking passion. And, uh, it's been really rough. Like you said, it's been hit, hit our twenties. It's crazy to me. Like we'll be 27. I'm turning 27 in September and the pandemic's still lingering. September uh, babies. Two years. September babies. There you go. Right. That's right. September 5th. Right. Yes, sir. There you go. Wow, you remember look at me? This guy. You no, remember I'm me? awful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. No, but I remember you, man. September 5th. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that because a we're born in the same month, but I remember check out how sharp my memory is. I remember like grade eight, we went to go watch like what saw, I think it was. Yeah. And you like yeah, invited yeah. us. And I just remember it being September 5th. <laughs> that's how my brain works. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, that's it. That's good. Yeah. But wow, wow. That takes me back. Yeah, right? Back back to when the movie theaters was the club. <laughs> uh, for real. It really right? was, if you think about it. Yeah, it was. And uh, you know me, I love movies, so bring it back, right? <laughs> bring back yep. the club. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love my clubs, but I'm, I'm, I've told you, man, I'm a, I'm a geeky guy that way. I fucking, I love sitting in an auditorium, just watching my movie, you know, and then talking about it after shooting the shit, grabbing oh, yeah. drinks. That's, that is the best part. Arguing about a movie after. Yeah. <laughs> the views. The, the funniest shit. Views. You probably see this because you like, you know me, right? But I actually would get into like heated arguments, girls or guys. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Sometimes the person Anyone I'm going to catch a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I just like, I, I, I remember getting into like the most heated argument about, cause there's two Steve Jobs movies. And I was saying the new one is better. Action culture sucks. And they're like, no, Daniel, that's wrong. And I'm like, how's it wrong? <laughs> and you just forget, like, uh, are you on a date? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you on a date? For real. Like, don't <laughs> bite your head off. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Well, it worked out, but it didn't. You know what I mean? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't meant to be, but <laughs> But um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I guess I want to get, <laughs> I guess I want to get into my next point. Um, Cause you were talking about how you see, you want to see people uh, shine and you're all about good karma. Uh, do you and, you, and you were speaking back about mental health. I want to bring that up as well. Comparison, like social media. Did you ever have that experience? like with judgment or looking at someone and saying shit like i gotta get my stuff together i'm like 26 27 you ever deal with that kind of stuff man yeah so um luckily you know i'm i have a good rep with people so i i never really experienced like the judgment or the bullying or or, or any right, of that right. stuff right um i was more on the outside of that like um uh, when i say that i mean I was around it, maybe, you know, maybe some people I used to hang out with, again, not mentioning names, but were a little cruel and yeah. uh, on the sidelines, I wasn't okay with it. So I would always kind of defend the little guy or, you know, whoever it was. Um, but I, you, I yeah. of course, grew out of that and drifted away from those people completely. Good. Um, and, you know, but, um, you know, what you said kind of hit home, like looking at someone else's Instagram and thinking like, shit like he's doing this he's doing that but yeah it came to a point where i was like you can't really do that um everyone's on a different journey uh you know like i, I like you samuel jackson as an example when i talk about this right his buddy wasn't in a movie till he was over 40 like he was on the yeah. streets <laughs> like who would like when does that happen like you, you just don't fiction know. that's my boy 
<laughs> you just you know what I mean like it, it's insane to me so like yeah. someone saying I'm 27 and I have 500k and 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 all this stuff going on for me and <laughs> you're beneath me because you don't is just stupid like yeah you know I, everyone goes at their own pace um what I like today and what I'm into today might not be the same as tomorrow you know what I mean we're always changing evolving well we should be uh we should be changing and evolving more for the most part um yeah so i just kind of just stopped thinking you know don't no comparisons none of that just go at my own pace do what i feels right and as long as i'm happy at the end of the day like it, it doesn't get better than that right yeah of um, course man like even with real estate like i i try not to put too much pressure on myself because if i'm being honest it's not my for life thing like it, it's oh, not okay, it's, it's more you know go hard full-time right now as a startup you know, get it going, yeah. but then I want to kind of keep it on the side because it's great money and, you know, pursue more stuff I want to do. Like that makes me happy as opposed to thinking I need to make money to pay my bills. You know what I mean? Is this more the, yeah. Is this more the artistic creative field? Like yeah. acting, yeah. comedy and stuff like that? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Like a- any of that stuff. Like I've talked to you about it. Um, we yeah. still got to get to it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, know. I was going to bring it up. I'm like, where, where's the, uh, where's the pitch now? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but yeah. for real, like I-, I love that kind of stuff. You know, I, I would love yeah. to just have a, a five minute uh, short kind of, you know, series of where I get to just be myself, you know, me like do a couple of voices, act yeah, out of the not? ordinary, you know, get some laughs, cheer someone up, especially now in the pandemic, we need it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's, it, it's, no, that's, it's tough. It's tough to oh, balance. That's, that's great. It's, it's tough to balance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, first of all, I, I'm happy that you said that you've distanced yourself from people that were toxic or that hurt you because I've always was like that too. And again, bring, bringing up our childhood, we were always that those kids where we had a good time, but we hated bullying. We hated people that like just picked on people for no reason. Yeah. We, we were shits ourselves. I remember us teasing other people, but of course it was never to the extreme, like, like you said, like high school, like I would see people, how bad they would, how nasty they would get. And I would just say, damn, like that guy must be hurting so much to, to really make that person feel like worthless. And I would always have the heart, like maybe in, in times I'm guilty of it where I didn't speak up when I should have, but I always uh, did feel that remorse. Like, you know, these people don't deserve that. And um, like you said, man, high school, it's a different world. And when you graduate, uh, you're, you're, you're starting at the bottom, like everyone else, um, you're nothing special. And even if you are, you know, progressing or you slip through the cracks, I strongly believe that, you know, we live in a time, especially our 20s, the highlight reel, where everyone thinks like this is going to be us forever. And people don't realize like, you know, especially and I I hate to sound like a morbid person, but the people are getting married, the people that are celebrating milestones and whatever. Yeah, it's great and on and celebrate them for sure. But, you know, keep in mind that we have our whole lives ahead of us. And, you know, just the other day, I don't want to mention names, but uh, just hearing like someone, uh, close that almost, uh, you know, basically their life just went really dark. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but I, we, our family perceived this person as having it all right. Like killing it yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, person's in their fifties. And that's what I mean by life is long is that anything could happen. I'm not saying everyone's going to go down a dark path, but you know, we should just put into perspective, right? Like celebrate those milestones, but don't let it take over your life or don't let it affect you. And that's something that I, I should be telling myself more often uh, because I'm, again, in a very arduous, arduous path of filmmaking where I'm the opposite from you, where it's like, I was in that field where like working Bell, like sales consultant, whatever, where, oh, uh, the job is just, you know, 
paying the bills, doing what I have to do. But now that I'm in this film craft, like I was on production the other week, I was the only one like, you know, zoned in, like focused, like making sure everything was working right. Because even if I'm not getting paid, it's like what I want to do for the rest of my life or what I see myself doing. And I got to maybe, yeah, I want it that bad that (laughs) that I look like I'm like, like a girl was telling me the other day. Like, is this guy okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Like I was like so focused. And that's why I love my hero Quentin Tarantino because that guy, he's so psycho. He like smashed an intern's phone against the wall because it like rung during a scene. (laughs) Like, I I don't know if I'll be that level, but if I am like, you know, make sure to calm me down. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I'm not kidding. Django Unchained, bro. He's like, if I hear another cell phone on this set, it'll be broken and he grabbed the like he was like our age he was like interning trying to make it and fucking yeah. whipped it against the wall he's like get off my set and i was like that's amazing that's when you know this guy has money uh, <laughs> that's when you go this guy's power um <laughs> but yeah uh i think like with anything what you've taught us so far is having a healthy balance and you know not letting it take take it over too far um because it, it impedes you know your creativity impedes your vision right like what, what i was referring to with filmmaking and I take a lot of um, take a lot of pointers from you. What you just said is that you know take it serious, but don't don't let it kill you, and don't compare with people because everyone's on a same a different trajectory. And you said it yourself, Samuel L. Jackson. That's what I argue about the arts, right? Is a lot of filmmakers that I'm inspired by, whether they're doing music videos or you know films and whatever. If you look at them, man, they average about forty between forty and fifty years old. And then you look at what they were doing beforehand and it was just, you know, working odd jobs or like, you know, just doing little videos, short films. So it's, it's quite a, quite a long journey, man. And, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino himself, like my hero, 25 years old when he first started writing his first script, you know, and that's what, almost our age, right? Yeah. Um, and he made it big when he was 31 with Pulp Fiction. Obviously he's an anomaly, like not everyone's that successful that in a short period of time, but it just goes to show you like people, life life can change in an instant and what you're experiencing right now what i tell myself in the pandemic and what you can tell yourself is it's not going to be the same in a year's time it'll be like as long as you're consistent you're doing what you're doing it could be even better so uh that's that's something that uh yeah i'm I'm hoping everyone uh, takes into account because uh, mental health is is a very uh serious subject not to depress the the topic but um that's why i talk about it so much no, 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 I talk is. about it a lot, man. Yeah. yeah. Especially right now, you have to talk about it, to be honest. Um, I feel like, uh, well, compared to 10 years ago, let's say, like mental health is, it definitely has more awareness. Um, yeah. But I know for a fact before, like if you go back to when we were kids, like if you said depression or something, people were like, what do you, what's depression? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. that, that's not real. Like that, you know what I mean? There's that stigma, like everything's fake. Like, no, you're fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it's in your um, head. It's in your head. That's what they exactly. Yeah. But so my mom's a psychotherapist. Yeah. So um, she wasn't always, but she transferred from a nurse to that. And, nice. you know, I got to see her grow in her field. So like all that kind of mental health stuff has resonated with me and, and, and nice. it's more important to me now. I also understand it more. Um, yeah. And hey, I go through it myself. Like, honestly, I, I battle depression and anxiety daily because, uh, you know, the like I said, the pandemic's a lot and you know yeah. it's hard to balance what you think you know you should be doing and uh what you need to be doing um you know you got to deal with what you actually have to do during the day but at the same time the stuff that's going on in your life in the background yeah. you can't really you know let it 
affect you. You kind of just have to roll with the punches and, uh, you know, everyone has a battle to fight. Um, and the garbage, just, the gar- sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. So no, you're saying the garbage we, we consume, like, uh, that's a big thing for me. And I, again, pandemic, we're home or isolated, can't really talk to people. And if we do, mm-hmm. it's what few texts or a podcast. And for me, I was like, consume and I love to read. Right. So I was consuming a lot of shit, a lot of garbage. And I call it now toxic positivity. Um, because what it was is that, you know, all these self-improvement, all these things of how you should be better or what you can be doing better. And it's great and all at first, but then it really gets in your head and it starts to make you feel worthless, like about yourself. Like, Oh, I, I procrastinated on this today. I'm never going to make it. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you draw the line, when do you say to yourself, uh, what, what's a healthy dose of, you know, improvement, but not killing yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it, it's it's tough now because, like you said, you're you're at home for the most part. A lot of people are home, even if they're back at work, they're still working at home. Yeah. Um, and and you just you don't even realize the garbage you're looking at because you're not really paying attention. You're kind of no. just brainless, just scrolling, 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 and all of a sudden you're sad for no reason, like you don't even know why. Yeah. Um. So that's why I highly, highly encourage a lot of people now should start trying to take time away from their phones. Um. Now's a good time to find yourself i know we're starting to open up again people are getting vaccinated and 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 all that um but i feel we should still take the lessons learned from the pandemic as we move forward you know what i mean and even though it's over it's not over yeah masks aren't going away uh you being a vaccinated is still you know what they want um like it's not going away you know what i mean it it changed our world for sure like people are going to be changed now it's just yeah. how do we adapt and move forward as as a society, right? There's always going to be a variant, right? Like the Delta variant, right? Uh, exactly. There's always going to be like, a situation. Yeah. Exactly. Like one second, everyone's like, oh, we're fully vaccinated. And they're like, well, that sucks because uh, now this new variant, that shit doesn't work. So yeah. what now? You know what I mean? So I feel like everyone should just, you know, prepare for the worst, but also look forward to a, an easier future i mean it has been two years that we've been dealing with it so i know people are you know learning different ways to cope and and all that um i encourage people to go get help that do need help because it really does help you focus on what you need to get done and ignoring it is only going to make everything 10 times worse like you you just can't you can't yeah so no that's 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 interesting you said that because i've been going back and forth uh you know, I enjoy speaking and being vocal about whatever's on my mind, uh, as proven with this podcast, but, um, I never really, uh, factored in going to speak to someone. Right. Um, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people do and you have first access with your mom, right? Is that, is that who you were referring to when you, when you said speak to someone? Well, I, the thing is, so she, she, technically she can't be my, uh, therapist because she's my mom. So oh, there's right. kind okay. of like a rule on that. Right. But I mean, she's my mom. So like I could talk to her. Yeah. She's your show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I like, remember you and being, then it just yeah. ends up being therapy because that's got you, got does. you. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you're saying, Oh, so you're saying like, uh, whether it's a friend, a mom, a loved one, speak to someone, don't bottle it up. Yeah. Even it's yeah. not go talk to a professional, like, a professional like one okay, person yeah. that, that you trust and, you know, won't judge you and you yeah. love them and whatever, and open yeah. up to them. Like you don't need to even, when people think like, I got to go talk to someone because I got to solve my problem, solve this, I got to solve, there's nothing to solve. It's just accepting and, and just talking about it and coming to realize that it, it's, it doesn't define you. 
Like mm. you, everyone who's going through it, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, they always think I'm alone and I'm the only person feeling this. Yeah, but you're not. I agree. Yeah, you're not. Like it, you're it's not. just dumb. Like your brain, your brain plays a trick on you though. Like when I'm when I'm depressed or when I'm going through a, a really bad moment, I went through one like a few weeks back. It's amazing to me that even though like you just voiced to me, looked me in the eye and said, "I am going through a depress," I go through depression every day. In my head, I was saying to myself, "No one on this planet is going through this but me." Um, yeah, you think, and that's what you're it does to you. One. Yeah, that's what yeah. it does to you. Yeah, and even if mm-hmm. you didn't say anything, let's say we were just talking. Back in my head, that's how the brain plays tricks. Would say this guy's life's going well, he's doing great, whatever. Just before, right up until you would say, I also suffer with depression every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. And me, I'm t- I'm the one telling you about it. But when I get in those dark places, I'm like, fuck, I'm the only one feeling like this. Fuck, fuck. yeah, you know what I mean. But, that, but that's what I mean. Like it's the brain, it's the mind, right? It's uh, yeah. if you don't know how to tame it or, or, or uh, channel it, it'll take over, right? Um, yeah, it'll take over everything, and yeah. It, that's a very On good that point. point um, yeah. I want to use what you do as an example. Uh, sure. Another thing I strongly encourage, like I think a lot of, not a lot, I'm just going to say some of people's depression, anxiety, all that stuff comes from them doing what they think they should be doing compared to what they want to do. Right. So like, you know, like you, for example, like you could easily go and, you know, you're a smart guy, even though you say you're not good at school, you can go get a high paying job and do that. (laughs) You're not trying to be miserable. You want to do what makes you happy. You want to wake up and be like, Oh, fuck yeah. I'm gonna go grab my camera and shoot some shit. Like not (laughs) and go type and make a hundred K. Wow. Look at no, you, you, you said it right there, man. I'm, I'm so happy you brought it up because, um, I've always loved being transparent. You know, my, my whole thing is I get it all, all the time. Like my parents are supportive, but at the same time, you know, my mom the other day was like, I wish you would just like want to work in an office and, you know, uh, have a safe yeah. job and whatever. And for me, it's more like exactly what you said. I know I'm not, <laughs> I hate saying this because I know a lot of people struggle with money and I know a lot of people don't come from uh, a blessed background like myself, like a middle-class background, but I've, I've honest to God. And you know, this from child, like I never chased money. I never really gave a shit about the money. I'm only doing this because I love the legacy and I love the idea of telling stories like my movie. Uh, I, I just, I know eventually I have to get paid. Right. And that's why I started this business, but that's what drives me every day. And we see people all the time. Like, I don't want to mention names and I know, you know, we're supportive of those people, but uh, I feel like their motivation is different. You know, what, what, what they're really striving towards. And there's nothing wrong with money. I, again, it's not, I don't want to paint it as being sinful. It's just, there's something empty about it. It doesn't, it doesn't really like fulfill me. And I think that's what it means by being self-aware, right? And even with yourself, like you're aware that real estate's going to pay the bills, but you're not one of those guys that are making those YouTube videos saying, yo, you want to know how I ended up in, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, Los Angeles with like five homes and like two supermodels. Like, that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because it's no. something to do. You're, you're paying the bills. You're, you're enjoying what you're doing. I shouldn't detract that. But yeah. your, your real ambition, what makes you smile every day is bringing joy to people's lives through comedy, through acting, uh, through being yourself. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I'm really happy you said that because you're right. I could probably get a job. I don't know if it would be high paying, but let's say I could get a career job, which I've uh, done in the past but I was just miserable, man. And I was just being honest with myself. That probably played in my depression. The fact that my body, like my mind knew that I wasn't going for what I really wanted. And that's what was hurting me every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. And that's why I, I admire what you're doing. 
and uh, I, I pray for the day you blow up uh, so everyone can, <laughs> Thanks, uh, you know, they have a, like our area, I would say, like, let's say Ontario. So people would have a hometown hero type of thing um, just to see that, you know, like you can drop your whole life that you thought was perfect or what you were supposed to be doing and yeah. do what you actually love and still get rewarded because the money will come. Like, of course, like I'm the same money is not everything. Yeah. But we're not stupid. We're, we're, we're almost 27. We know like we need money. Right. Yeah. But it's how you get that money. Do you want to be miserable for your whole life where you're 50, you made all this money. Okay. Great for you retire now. And, and then now what, like, what do you do then? Like, are you going to chase more money, even though you have money and you're good, or you're going to then at 50, try to go and do what you should have done when you were 20. You know what I mean? So it's just a, a times table that people got to, pay more attention to um, try not to be 60 and regret all the things you should have done. You know what I mean? Yeah. We love, we love, we both love Jim Carrey and I know he's a hero of yours. So I'll bring yeah. up, you know, Legend. this is, this is what I always look at. Just like you look at Samuel Jackson, like the fact that he turned 40 or he was in his forties when he made it, whatever. I look at Jim Carrey from time to time when he says this, and this is what actually freaks me the hell out at night sometimes <laughs> and what keeps me focused. He goes, uh, my father wanted to be what I was what I am. He's like, he wanted to be a comedian. He wanted to star in movies. He wanted to make it big. Um, but he felt that he needed to pursue accounting because, um, you know, that's what would pay the bills and that's what would give him a safe life. And what I learned when he turned 50 is he lost his job. And I learned a very hard lesson that day that you can fail at what you don't want. So why fail? Why not fail at something you love? And that, that was what his motivation was. That, that's what drove him his whole life is that. he said to himself, you know, if I'm going to fail, it's going to be because I'm doing it, something I love, not because I'm working for a Janet uh, in HR, you know what I mean? For some corporate <laughs> job. But that's the reality, man. Like, that's how yeah. I actually look at it. I know it sounds really uh, patronizing to say because some people do work those jobs. And if they love it, by all means, great. My sister, she's in HR. I love that. But that's not what drives me. There's something about, you know, seeing the audience's reaction or creating a video or collaborating with people. I've always been that way. And I, always, and I also can't sit still. Like, I don't know what job I'll end up at, but I can't sit still. Like, I can't sit at a desk and stare at a screen all day. I have to yeah. be always moving. I have to always be talking to people. Part of the reason why I started this podcast is, to, is a way to break my mind from the screen of always writing or always editing videos. I need to always be doing something else. Um, so I think what I want to, what, what people could take from this conversation mostly is be self-aware of who you are and what you want out of life. And it's okay if you stumble along, along the way. Like, I'll be honest, like I'm not making the most amount of money, probably very little compared to a lot of friends. Uh, 27 years old, right? But I like to believe that one day it'll all kind of come together because I'm grinding at what I can in the meantime. And it's funny you say like, you know, with the hometown hero and all that stuff, that's exactly how I see it as. I'll say it here on the podcast so it'll be recorded in history. <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> with Drake, no, with Drake, this is how I see it, man. With Drake, you know how he like represented the city? And, yeah. you know, he brought music, like the music scene to it. That's why I want to do it with film, like the Toronto International Film Festival, like bring the world here kind of thing. And, you know, that's what I aspire to. And even beyond that, like I started 94 Productions because I wanted to also represent like my childhood, like my friends, you know, like the people like yourself, like uh, Mark DiMario, like people like I grew up with that were born in 1994 that can like be yeah. proud of that. Like they can see it and be like, Hey, that like, I remember that guy. I remember like that time. And, you know, cause my childhood again was probably one of my best times of my life. 
so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting journey and I'm glad you, you recognize that passion. Uh, that that's exactly what I'm striving towards is looking back and saying, you know, it's been hard along the way, probably, uh, wasn't the most conventional path. Uh, people made their judgments, but you know, you at least it. I can look at this filmography. Yeah. At least I can look at this filmography or these awards or it's not, not even that just like say I, I put my mind to something. One thing I want to mention is Quentin Tarantino. He's like on Howard Stern. He's like the most surreal moment I had Howard. He's like, when I walked in my house and I looked at my cars, I looked at my house, uh, how, how big it was, how beautiful it was. And, you know, this mind paid for everything. My imagination paid for that. And yeah. he did something that not anyone can do. Anyone can do marketing. Anyone can do real estate. Anyone can do these jobs. Let's be honest, right? Exactly. Like you said, as long as you're a competent person. But can anyone act like you? Can anyone direct like me? Can anyone make a story, you know, as unique? No. And that's that's what drives us as creators. That's what drives me for the most part. And eventually yourself when you when we pursue these projects together and collaborate. <laughs> oh man, we really do need to. Like yeah. it's insane. Like I I'm, you know, preaching all this stuff about make sure taking time to do your stuff on the side. And here yeah. I am not making time to do my stuff on the side. <laughs> so that's something I need to work I'm on. I'm just going to cancel the podcast. I'm like, you know what, Cordell, we only have authentic people on this thing. <laughs> like, holy. But for real, it's just because I get caught up, you know, like worrying about, you know, we talked about it before the podcast. I just recently bought my first uh, condo. Yeah. So uh, I do have bills to pay and, and things no, to worry sure. about. But at yeah. the same time, I can't lose myself. I can't lose things that I love because um then it's back to the mental health stuff sorry to keep bringing it up but then it's bringing it's, me down right no, and but then, it's the reality yeah yeah and then i'm not going to be able to do my <laughs> my job because exactly. you know, i'm caught up on exactly. that stuff so i definitely need to find some time to do my you know get my creative genius out uh, yeah, put on a little sure. acting show you know something and who's to say who's to say this is what i mean by like i gave that time i gave myself a year is when I was network, going networking events or film classes and stuff, yeah, people worked uh, a day job and then they did film at night. But then there were, there were some that I ran into that were like so dedicated to the craft that they had enough savings or a decent amount where they kind of gave themselves like a year or two to just go all in so they could like work days, what nights, weekends. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like everywhere. Yeah. And what I'm saying is for yourself is who's to say, you know, in the next year or two, you save up, you do what you have to do in real estate, you make a good good amount of money. You might even say, man, hey, I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to get some headshots. going to start going for auditions. And I'm going to give myself a year or two and see where I end up with it. Like, there's nothing wrong if you can do it, if you can afford to give yourself that permission, right? Like, I'm in a very fortunate situation, like I said, still living at home where i giving myself that time to see where I end up, right? Exactly. And then um, I think that's that's what will bring more, more closure to yourself. You know what I mean? More peace with yourself because you're right. You work all your life. All these people, you know, they're killing it. God bless them. But I know a half of them. I know I know a lot of them, and you know them too. Where they'll have those conversations with you, like, yeah, to be honest, I wish I was doing this, or to be honest, I wish I was doing that. Yep. I was always that guy. I was always a cycle. Like, why the fuck aren't you, man? Who gives a fuck? Because again, mm -hmm. we're in a very uh, blessed situation. We're in the middle class area, and I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about back in the early 20s when everyone was at home, where they could have gone that path, or they could have had that conversation with their parents, or maybe like explained to them better, or maybe hustled on the side. And the fact that they put it to the side and said, yeah, but like, you know, where's it going to get me? It's like, well, you don't, you don't know. And yeah, I got to start telling myself more, more that often. Cause as much as I sound like very confident about it, I do have my days of self-doubt, but I think at my core, I Everyone still, does, man. yeah, yeah. But I think that what's important is that your core 
I remember reading once about positivity. It's positivity isn't about being happy all the time. It's about knowing things will work out, even if you don't like, even if you still believe it yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's very important because people would always tell me like, be positive, be positive. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm being positive, but I'm pissed <laughs> I'm off. I'm positive, right I'm pissed yeah, off. I'm okay. fucking positive. I was like Eminem on your shirt right there. Like, you know, pissed off and uh, I'm positive, I swear. Um, but yeah, the reality is, is that, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm so happy. You, I, I just, I, I have to say this because I, I always appreciate my friends is you see exactly my vision, like what I'm trying to do. You don't see it as, oh, you're making short films. That's cool. It's like, no, this guy wants to fucking make it. He wants to kill it. He wants to, you know, bring up, you know, represent his hometown. Um, And and I'll say here on the podcast too, man. um, I'm the kind of guy where, you know, you make it big. You have that premiere. You watch Entourage, right? Uh, A little bit. A little bit. Well, they're giving up premiere tickets, right? You'd be that kind of guy where it's like, hey, first access. You know what I mean? And there'd be people there would be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and exactly. I'll be like, it's my boy that fucking supported me when I was, a, yeah, exactly. When I was a nobody, bro. <laughs> Not fucking yeah. getting a message saying, yo, I always knew you're going to make it when they, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone fucking people, talk to you man. Since yeah. You 10 and all of a sudden they're like, oh, what do you mean, bro? I supported you. You know, I said hi. Like, what do you mean? But you I'm serious. You're the, you're, you're, you're the kind of, you're the example I go to. Again, my friends, a lot of close friends of mine, there are very few, but the very few I remember like a little book i have in my head and i'm like those are the real ones those are the ones that they don't what are you getting out of it supporting me fucking sending me a dm nothing if you think about it you don't even know if i'm gonna remember right but you just do it because you you believe and you say hey give it give him give him some recognition and i'm telling you man i'm always about like you know bringing my friends up and you know making it pay off i know i'm getting ahead of myself but i it's not you you have to you gotta get ahead of yourself (laughs) honestly yeah you have to you have, you have to, to yeah. be prepared, you know, you gotta, whatever you want, you'll get it in some way, shape or form. You'll get it. it does Maybe it won't be exactly what you want. I'm not talking yeah. about you. I'm talking to everyone. I'm saying maybe right, it's right. not going to be exactly what you want, but it'll be, you know, what you're working towards and what you're trying to achieve uh, compared to, again, like what you think you should be doing. It's very if different. If, yeah, that, that was really well said, man. And if I could just say, I'll shut up after this, but if I could just say one more line that, uh, a friend once said to me, he's like, because they know how passionate I am about film and how much I want to be like a Tarantino or Scorsese, like that, that level, right? And they once said to me, they're like, you know, I looked at it and they're anomalies. Like they're, they're, it's, it's a one in a billion. Like you may not be a Tarantino, you may not be a Scorsese. And I remember like turning to them and this is for everyone. You don't have to use my name and saying, yeah, I'm going to be Daniel fucking Calderon. Yep. <laughs> do you know what i mean That's like i don't want to yeah. be them i'm gonna make my no. own fucking movies and i'm gonna have my own style right and people will like me for who i am and that that just goes for everyone is that anytime someone tells you something just turn to them and say your name i'm gonna be fucking cordell perry you know yep. what i mean it's true yeah so you gotta be that confident man man great conversation um this is a, a lot of fun i'm glad you came on the podcast it really means a lot to me uh, sharing 100%. your experience and being authentic. Yes. A very, very important qualities to have. And, you know, I plan to do more of these podcasts, uh, whether it's just, you know, shooting the shit or uh, talking about our journeys, uh, seeing how much we progressed uh, and help promoting ourselves as best as we can. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. Anytime you want me back, I'll be here. Perfect, buddy. Like, like I said, thank you again. Thank you again for everybody that was listening and we'll talk soon.